welcome to Grace to Gather podcast. At Grace to Gather, our goal is to foster the art of hospitality in such a way that we are building community, strengthening marriages and families, serving one another, and most importantly, creating an atmosphere where deeper relationships can thrive. Now, please join us for this week's episode with Damon and Neva. Hi, I'm Damon. And I'm Neva. Welcome to Grace to Gather. Do you ever have a morning where you, you, you know, get out of bed and you're on your way to making your coffee and it's just kind of a comedy of errors? Like one thing after another happens before you can even get to your cup of coffee? Uh, I had one of those mornings this morning, by the way. <laughs> yeah, uh, me too. <laughs> what happened in your morning? Uh, so uh, Neva woke me up this morning and uh, she said, I think that one of our cows is out. And uh, and sure enough, uh, one of our cows had, had broken through a spot in the fence and uh, was out on the other side of our gate uh, in the driveway, on the roadside of the driveway. And uh, so we had to kind of go into uh, quick action, um, get everything and, and uh, um, lure him back in uh, to our yard and then get him back into uh, his, his area. Um, it happens. <laughs> life, so- life happens. So it was quick action. I mean, generally speaking, when a cow's out, we move into quick action. However, this pin that the cow was out is the bullpen. And so we didn't know from the house if the bull was out too or if it was, we we didn't know. We just, I saw half a cow on the other side of the fence and I didn't see the bull. And so it's kind of like the worst fear is that, the bull would get out, um, any cow, but the bull, especially into an area where other people are and, and, and maybe cause a little bit of havoc, but, uh, yes. Yeah. All was good. Yeah. So it was definitely a morning. We definitely had a morning. So, yep. <laughs> it's kind of been a day. Yeah, We've yeah. had, I think three inches or more of rain in the past couple of days. So everything is just, our, our life is a mud puddle yeah, right lot, now. Lot everything of, is a lot of mud, a lot of puddles, a uh, lot of just stuff blown around um but uh <laughs> but we're, we're we're just part of life on the farm you know so right somehow or other we're gonna push through it and we are going to invite well, we've already invited but we're going to have um guests in our home this weekend despite <laughs> the circumstances <laughs> Yeah, so um so today since we've already, we've talked about uh, planning out your calendar We've talked about um, the invite, and we've talked about creating atmosphere in your home. So uh, today, we're going to talk about uh, night of uh, preparation and um, going from there. So um, Psalms 23.5 says, You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, and my cup overflows. Preparing the table is um, a very unique thing or can be a very unique thing uh, and very personalized. Neva, can you tell us a little bit about how um, you go about setting the table and and what makes you uh, do it the way you do? Sure, absolutely. I I actually want to just go to that scripture. I remember specifically, I remember the point in time when um, the meaning of that verse actually hit me. 
And I, you know, I read Psalms 23. I memorized it as a child. Um, but it wasn't that many years ago where the realization of what that line says, which is you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, you know, which is really just saying that God is preparing a table for us where we would sit down and we would have a meal in the presence of our enemies. And and if you stop and you think about that, you know, you wouldn't generally be sitting in the presence of your enemies when no. you eat. No. Because that would be scary <laughs> or or bad, right? But but that the Lord, He in, intentionally in this verse just says that He has us covered. So He prepares a place for us where we can sit down and we can dine, even though our enemy might be around us. And I think, you know, I'm just going to touch a little bit on what's happening in our world today and um, and go back to why we started Grace Together, which really comes from a heart of saying, let's build community. It comes from a heart of recognizing there is so much division. And, um, and now, you know, we're in a place where there's anxiety and fear and um, hardship you know, in America, people are even starting to really begin to feel financial hardship. I mean, we felt, you know, physical hardship in the last couple of years um, in in many different ways. And and so I just feel like it's really important as we continue to talk about gathering and we continue to talk about inviting people to our table, just to remember that although there may be the presence of enemies or what feels like enemies around us, mm-hmm. God still calls us to the table and that there's something really powerful about inviting and calling people to our table and just building that community um, together. And it's really, really important, if not the most important that it's ever been in the last number of, you know, years, 30, 50, 80, 100 years, you know, that what we're going through right now is... um, it's a really different time and, and it's important to be intentional. And so, um, you know, I can't even remember when I started setting my table, um, with intentionality. I've done it for a lot of years. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so I think regularly, um, I keep my table set in the sense of I have a centerpiece and potentially have um, place settings around the table, even if I don't have the the plates and the silverware, but the table is set. And and honestly, I do it for a few different reasons, um, which I know we're going to get to the night of, but, but one reason that I do it is because it's beautiful. At one point in time, I went into somebody's house and... Um, you walked right by their dining room and her table was set beautifully. And I thought, oh my gosh, that's so nice. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that if you've, uh, follow us on Instagram at all, that you've seen, um, some of the photos, uh, that's been, um, um, posted, uh, on the table settings that Neva has, uh, done the different types of types of settings. Yeah. And there, and, you know, and, and, you know, I've talked about that a little bit and I'll, and I will, um, some more today as far as how simple they can be, but, um, but, you know, that just really made a statement to me that I could choose to have my table bare in my living room. And what happens is if my table is bare, then it becomes a collector of all the things. Right. <laughs> right. So if there's nothing on my table, then 
we'll find things to put on it. And so then, then it ends up just being a big mess. Whereas if my table is set, it's all a lot harder to pile it up with other things. And well, and just, it makes you, you know, think twice about putting something on, uh, something that already looks beautiful. Uh, so you walk in the house and, and, you know, throw my coat on a chair or throw my keys on the, on the table. Um, I think twice about that because the table is set pretty. Right. So you mm-hmm. put your things away instead yeah, of just right. conveniently toss them down. Um, so that, you know, that is one reason, uh, that I try to keep my table set. And then another reason that I try to keep my table set is, is because it also just continues to remind me that I do want people at my table. Mm-hmm. And so we've shared before, you know, we're not always diligent about sitting at the table on a nightly basis, especially as more and more, it's just the two of us, but I still always want people at my table. Right. Right. And, um, and so, so those are, you know, just a couple of the reasons that for me, it's important to keep my table set. I also love to decorate. I love to decorate my home. I love to seasonally decorate my home and, um, just, you know, appreciate, um, every season that we're in. And, you know, that's just something that I enjoy doing. It doesn't mean that everyone has to do that or has to enjoy doing that. So as I've talked before, when it comes to setting the table, it really is just individual and it can be very simple. You don't, you don't have to do grand things to have a beautifully set table. And, you know, I would, even with inflation, I would be willing to say that you could probably go out and spend, you know, 50 to a hundred dollars. I mean, really less if you're skilled, if you can sew, or, you know, if you're a crafter or a thrifter, or, I mean, you could go so much less, but if you were just going to go to Target or TJ Maxx or something like that, I think that you could purchase the things that you would need to set your table for under a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, if use what you have. I mean, I really do go through and just shop what I have. And I, and I, um, go through and I pull everything out that could possibly work. And then I start playing with how do I make it work? And I usually come up with, you know, ways to make it work. And it looks different every time I do it. And so, yeah, I think that I would just encourage you to pull out stuff, pull out what you have, um, and, and figure it out. It can be a scarf. My goodness. I have, and this will probably, um, show up here in this next month. I have a, um, like a winter scarf and it's a really large winter scarf that is red, white, and blue, you know, plaid. So it's, um, it's really big and I haven't ever worn it on my body, but I've used it to set tables, you know? So it's just kind of like, you know, what do you have that you could set your table with and, and, um, have fun with it because it can be really fun. Yeah. Um, having your table set, um, is, can really be like a, like a wow factor when your guests, guests come in. And being a, uh, a remodeler by trade, um, I usually tell people when, they, when, they're, uh, when they're talking about remodeling their bathrooms or their kitchens to, to not skimp on those areas because those areas can be the big, the wow factor of your home uh, that will people, as people walk in, uh, the, it's, it creates, it, it immediately creates a, a part of the atmosphere. Um, people walk in and they, and they see your kitchen or they see your table um, or they, they, you know, they go into your bathroom and, and it's, it's very well appointed, um, and nice. That just makes people feel good on the inside. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so 
Um, personally, I love flowers. You know, you've probably heard me talk about them. You'll probably continue to hear me talk about them. I just love flowers. I've always loved flowers. I love the scent of flowers. I, I, um, for me, they bring something to the atmosphere as only they can. Nothing else can do what they can do to me, for me. And, um, so regularly I have flowers on my table and, um, mostly they're real. Sometimes I do have some fake ones that I pull out, you know, in, in those periods of time where I'm not growing or where I, you know, don't really want to spend the money because we're, you know, whatever else is going on. I don't want to purchase flowers from my table, but, um, 95% of the time I have real flowers on my table all the time. And it really is because I just love flowers. And, you know, if there's something that you love, if there's an element that speaks to you, you know, I know some people just love water. They love, um, you know, any sort of, of fountain that, you know, has the sound of water flowing, Mm -hmm. you know, that could be a great centerpiece. If you have a small, you know, in-home little fountain somewhere, or I mean, just what do you love? Because likely what you love is in your house somewhere. Yeah. Candles. Candles are often a a nice centerpiece to your table. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So just, you know, think about what do I love? What, what do I have around me? Because it makes me feel, you know, X, Y, and Z, whatever it is. And, um, and then that's how it becomes very individual as to how you set your table. You know, you can go to Pinterest, you can go to magazines, you can, you know, go to Instagram now, which is actually one of my favorites for decorating. And you can come up with all kinds of ideas that you like, and, and you have the resources or the supplies to create on your own, or you can, um, go and think about what you love and how you can maybe pull that into your tablescape. I've at times I've had family pictures on our table as our centerpiece. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you really, it's unlimited the amount of creativity that you can think about on how you would set your table. And so I think I would really just encourage you to get outside of a box, you know, that maybe you believe is what a centerpiece should look like. And, Um, just go back to yourself, go back to what you love or even what your spouse loves. You know, maybe, maybe there's not a lot of material things that, that draw you. And so you would say you're pretty minimalist and you don't really have a lot of things that you could decorate your table with. Well, maybe your spouse does have some things that you haven't even thought about. And that's where you can get into, you know, I've, I've set our table with, um, old, um, cigar, um, boxes that I ran across at a, um, antique store and I thought they were really fun. And yeah, I mean, you know, so I, again, just be creative, think about, um, what do I have and how can I use it and what do I love? Yeah. I mean, it can be as simple or dynamic, uh, as you'd like it to be. You're basically saying to your guests that you have taken the time to prepare for them, that they are important to you. Yes. And that actually takes us back to that scripture, which is, you know, speaking of, of the Lord, where he says, you prepare a table for me, you, you prepare it, which preparation is in and of itself indicating that you have taken the time to do something in order to make something happen. And so, um, yeah, your guests feel special. They feel like you care when they come into your space and 
a table is prepared. So we'd love uh, to hear back from you. Um, do you set your table on a regular basis? Do you set your table when you have guests come over? Why or why not? So when you were growing up, did your mom set your table regularly? In our house, no. No? Mm-mm. Interesting. I think my mom always had a centerpiece on our dining room table. I don't know that she would, I think she set it for holidays, but otherwise it was just some sort of a centerpiece. Yeah, no, I mean, my mother set a table for holidays, um, but on a regular basis, no. And so, but we didn't often have people coming over uh, either. So when you sit down to a set table, how does that make you feel? I love it when I sit down to a set table. I I love, you know, just having a napkin on my lap and, um, you know, just it's an atmosphere. Yeah. So tell us your thoughts on that. Reach out to us on social media and, and uh, uh, let us know your thoughts. So what about some tips um, for setting the table, honey? Well, yeah. So, we you know, we've talked about um, just some things you can do the week ahead to prepare for your guests arriving. And, um, in, in that time frame, that's when I'd kind of, you know, gather whatever my centerpiece is going to be and make a plan for my table. So I would, I would, um, do an element of setting my table before the night of, so that the night of all I have to do is place the plates, the glasses and the silverware, you know, anything else like that, that might need to go on the table. Yeah. And I usually do that for you while you're, you're preparing the meal. Right. Damon yeah. does usually do that and mm-hmm. he fills the glasses and, you know, just kind of make sure that everything is, is done. Um, you know, one thing that I do, um, and this is more specifically when we have a larger gathering or for a holidays is I will pull out all of the dishes that I'm going to be serving in and kind of conceptualize what I want to go in each dish and I'll actually even just, you know, take a little piece of paper and write what I'm putting in that dish a couple of days beforehand and set it aside so that when it comes down to actually serving up the food that I want to be, you know, hot and ready to go, I don't have to think about what I'm putting it in. You know, I just, it's, it's ready to go. I know exactly what's going in each dish. Yeah. It's just all, remember, make a plan. <laughs> It all boils down to a, a good plan, a proper plan, um, just really uh, brings about some peace. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about uh, about atmosphere. Um, in John, the book of John, Jesus said, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace that I give isn't fragile like the peace the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. So we are always setting the atmosphere around us, um, whether we know it or not. And my encouragement to you is to, to be a thermostat, not a thermometer. A thermostat controls the atmosphere. A thermometer just reads the atmosphere. Every look, every word, um, how we dress, the things we do all create an atmosphere. So what kind of atmosphere do you create? Well, regularly, Damon and I create a pretty kinetic um, type of an atmosphere, and it can lead to chaos really quickly. And I think elements of that are are our lifestyle. I mean, the reality is, is that when you live on a farm and you have animals and you have 
um, you know, things that you're growing and, and the life, right? The weather, the, all the things that, that happen in our life, it is more common than not that we have a daily issue arise, um, that's kind of, you know, out of our control in the sense of it's a, a farm, a business or, you know, type of an issue. And so I think that for us personally, I mean, it is kinetic. I mean, our life is just, it is very, um, in motion, in motion yeah. <laughs> all the time. It's always in motion. Um, yeah. and so for us, um, you know, we can choose to, um, acknowledge that that's what it looks like and choose peace, or we can allow that to really kind of rev us up and put us at a place where we're on edge and where we don't create the best atmosphere. Um, and it's, it's kind of a constant challenge for us personally in our life because, yeah. you know, I mean, you know what it's like, it's like you have a flat tire and you're on the side of the road and no matter how your day was going, suddenly something has happened that shifts your day in such a way that it is all going to be determined by your attitude on how it ends. Right. So it takes intentionality, um, to, um, to intentionally change the atmosphere to where you want it to go rather than where, you know, it's trying to go. Um, it's, it's choosing to let go of things that steal your peace and focusing on the things that give you peace. Right. Right. And give others peace. And, um, and that's not an easy thing. I mean, we can sit here all day long and, and, you know, we can talk about it and we can, we can know how we should act or how we should interact or how important it is, uh, but still get, you know, caught up in the attitude of the moment. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so night of, as we're preparing for our guests to arrive, Typically, while Neva is is preparing the meal, uh, and we'll get into that um, in next week's episode, um, I'm I'm helping to create the atmosphere, and, and she t- typically has a plan as to how she wants things to look. But we've been doing it for so long that I that it just it's kind of automatic for me. I know what she likes, I know what she wants, and so I just kind of go around and start making it happen. Um, and the things to think about while you're while you're setting the atmosphere in your in your home for your guests is you know beauty scent, the food, wine or drinks, music, they can all set an atmosphere uh, for peace, uh, for a peaceful place for your guests to come in at. Right. So I think one of the things that you should ask yourself is, you know, what brings me peace? You know, and your spouse, what, you know, what brings us peace individually and together? And then identify how do we um, translate that into the atmosphere of the night. I mean, ideally you're intentional about that in your whole life so that, that what you bring into your home is an atmosphere of peace and you're intentional about that. But especially when you're having people over that you're really intentional about creating an atmosphere of peace. Yeah. And uh, I'd encourage you to, uh, to pray, um, over the atmosphere before your guests arrive. Uh, and then you certainly want to pray uh, for them after they've arrived, but, but just ask and invite, uh, the Holy spirit to come and bring peace, um, and to, uh, that it be t- a tangible peace so that when your guests arrive, um, the, whatever that they have experienced in the day can, can fall away 
and they can relax and really enjoy um, the evening. So, so um, do you have something? Well, yeah, just so we were going to talk about a few tips mm-hmm. that maybe um, you can consider in relationship to creating the atmosphere. And I think that one of the things um, that's really important is that you discuss with your spouse if there are any things that maybe you need to change in order to have an atmosphere of peace in your home. And I think this is one of those things that maybe we don't have conversations about. Well, we've had many conversations about it. Well, no, we have made many, right? But I mean, in general, (laughs) yes, we have had many conversations about it. But I think in in general, general, you know, I I don't know if a lot of people stop and, and say to each other, you know what? are we good at creating a peaceful environment in our home or what do we need to change to create a peaceful environment in your home? You know, cause we all have triggers. We all have things that will just immediately set us off. And, and as spouses and family members with our children, we are very good at pushing those trigger points. Mm-hmm. And so I think that it's really important to have a candid conversation about, do you have peace in your home? Have you stopped and have you thought about it? Have you talked about it? And if not, then why don't you have peace in your home? What are some things that maybe trigger um, you or your spouse or your children to you or you to them that disrupt the peace that need to maybe be discussed? and looked at and you maybe need to begin to develop a plan on how to change those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, it all takes intentionality and we've talked about that over and over again. Um, just be intentional uh, the week of to be thinking about some of these things and kind of preparing some things in advance uh, to, to make the transition, you know, um, from, from possible chaos uh, into a peaceful situation um, much easier. So. Yeah. So what are we going to do this weekend as we, there's an element um, in our life with this rain where, you know, the areas that we would normally really appreciate this time of year are now looking very soggy, very downtrodden. (laughs) They're feeling very soggy, you know, so how do we overcome the atmosphere? You know, there's an element of frustration, like it should be beautiful and and springy and and it is but we're missing um you know the the warmth and the flowers are now all on the ground the flowers are facing the ground you know so how are we going to bring some atmosphere in this weekend well we're gonna we're gonna control the things that we can control and we're going to let go of the things that we can't control (laughs) so we can we can uh, take some time and effort and and clean up around the outside the outside patios and things like that and make it and refresh them make them look uh nice and neat um but we can't control that our you know the peonies down at the end of the driveway are you know are falling flat because of the amount of rain that we've had um, we just can't, there's nothing we can do about that. So we just let that go. It's, it is what it is. Well, that's probably enough for today. Join us next week as we will continue to talk about, uh, things to do as you prepare on the night of the event. Thank you for joining us on this journey of hospitality. Please like, follow, and share us on social media. For more information, you can also check out our website at gracetogather.com. Join us next Wednesday for another episode of the Grace to Gather podcast.